Se husia, susie, susie, a ta kaška dritno skače, a ta kurka čupa turka, vidim moja kuročka. Hodit taj hodi, posad nočku, kuća konča podjeta i volim kuročka. Hodit taj hodi, posad nočku, kuća konča podjeta i volim kuročka. Moj služiv je pana, taj će prati ljito, za služiv je pana, indika za ljito. A to indik, tik, tik, Edmonton, Alberta, that was Millennia from their CD Bracha, which means brothers, and a song called Kurochka, the chicken. Itakem živavam tempom rozpočala naše programu. Vitaju vas vsih šenovni radio suhači na radio predaču Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja. S vame Pavlina Makwari, djakuju što rišale prebuta zimnoju nastupnu hodinu. Hello there and welcome to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm your host Pavlina Demšek Makwari, po Krinske Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We've got Ukrainian Jewish heritage again this week and Peter will be telling you all about a very exciting commemorative event coming up this fall that will be happening in Ukraine, initiated by Ukrainian Jewish Encounter. As well, uh, we've got news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, speaking of music, we have Kalena from Edmonton from their CD Seam, and a song about uh, another Ukrainian dish that girls very well with chicken. Serum Pereja, cottage cheese pierogies. Chula, 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 chula,
počula kozackým lístne, to zrazu zaprsila na svíži pilhe. Če čula, 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 če čula, čula te, izdjeva jak čedu, što nesla pilhe. A te se izolisi, zjale se porohe, pozak izbrljavu, skovaj vse pujane. Če čula, 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 Če čula, čula te, izdjeva jak čedu, što nesla pilhe. Embrace the Ukrainian culture, the music, the food, and the dancing at the 51st Annual Canada's National Ukrainian Festival, July 29th to 31st, Dauphin, Manitoba. Get your weekend pass right now for only $95. If you wait, you'll pay more at the gate. Day passes and camping passes also available. Call toll-free 1-877-474-2683. That's 1-877-474-2683. For more information, visit cnuf.ca and like CNUF on Facebook. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Don't miss the 4th Annual Babazin Borscht Ukrainian Festival, August 20th and 21st in Andrew, Alberta. Ukrainian food, music, dance, Baba's Bazaar, museum tours and exhibits, Zabava and more. Lessons in clay oven making, leather work and Ukrainian dance. Find out all about Samohanka, yes, moonshine. Tons of fun and excitement at Babazin Borscht Festival, August 20th and 21st in Andrew, Alberta. Oh, and there's a borscht cook-off too. Admission is free and includes a borscht sample. For tickets, visit babazinborscht.ca. Ukraina nam spivaje, vid soncem boli rozcvitaje, i svitla dolja nas čekaje, nesinju žovti stjapalaje. Ліється волі спів, палає степу чистім злоті, і полиш, де чекає жнив, моя відновлена країна, вітає кожну доньку й сина. 
заходят, сходят ясни золи, Идут до лагус грай хмар, А воды чистки так прозори, Плывут хлюпочуть помничар. Моя виднована Украина, Витает каждую доньку и сына, И всех нас в любовь пригортает, Нижним сердцем нас еднает. Украина нас Все в природе всходи, спивцы про счастье лескотят. Моя виновна Украина, витает каждую доньку и сына, и всех нас любо приготовляет, нижним сердцем нас From Montreal, that was a group called Privit with a song by the same title that is from their CD, Berethnadi Shores of Hope. And coming up next is a group from Toronto, a very popular polka band, and they are called Zirka. Here they are with a song called Marichka. <laughs>
ये सफी है सफी है सारी हो For a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baker. Memory, commemoration, responsibility. The 75th anniversary of the Babinyar tragedy in Kyiv will soon be upon us. This anniversary is a very serious challenge for Ukraine, especially in light of current conditions. The proper acknowledgement of and reconciliation with major historical trauma reflects a mature society confident of its future. The Ukrainian Jewish Encounter has been preparing for this landmark anniversary for the last couple of years. A four-part program has been organized. This program, in its broadest sense, deals with Bob and Yar in terms of the future the past, and remembering those who were lost in a memorial space and through the arts. The transmission of memory to younger generations is complex but nonetheless crucial. A program for youth dealing with the legacy of Babinyar will be organized by the Ukrainian historian Dr. Ihor Strupak. Young people from Ukraine, North America, Europe, and Israel will be invited to participate in a series of town hall public meetings. The public lectures, with questions and comments, will address not just history and the Holocaust, but also current problems in Ukraine and the world. A symposium for the academic community and the general public will be organized by Dr. Ludmila Hrenevich. The symposium will present a new book on Babinyar in both Ukrainian and English editions to be published by Duch Ilitera Publishers. Dr. Vladislav Hrenevich and Dr. Paul Robert Magocci from the University of Toronto are the chief editors of the new volume. This collective monograph by a distinguished group of Ukrainian and international scholars investigates Babinyar in all its aspects, beyond the detailed and harrowing accounts of what actually took place in KU in late September 1941. The book covers Babinyar as historical symbol. Babinyar in fiction, Babinyar in music, in film, in memoirs, and Babinyar after Babinyar. The third component is the definition of a memorial space. A global competition held under the auspices of the International Union of Architects in Paris and the National Union of Architects of Ukraine has reviewed submissions for the landscape design of a potential necropolis at Babinyar. The best designs will be exhibited for consideration by Ukrainian society and authorities. Finally, a solemn memorial concert at the Kyiv Opera House will engage artists from all over the world. The performers, symphony orchestra, and choir will be from Ukraine. There will be soloists from Canada, England, Israel, and Germany. The concert will feature the remarkable Ukrainian conductor Oksana Linyu. Who works primarily in Munich, as well as the British opera singer of Ukrainian descent Paul Hunka. The concert's program will include a form of Jewish prayer by the composer Max Bruck, the Babinyar Kaddish Requiem by Yevhen Stankovich, and Brahms Requiem. The Ukrainian Jewish Encounter will be continually updating the public on the rollout of these events. Stanford University scholar and historian Norman Neymark, in his preface to the forthcoming book on Babinyar, writes, "Babinyar is in many ways still unfinished business. There is no consensus on how to memorialize the elimination of the Kievan Jews that took place there. There is also considerable confusion about how to deal with the multiple interests of victim groups, 
in addition to the Jews, who lost substantial numbers of their people at Babin Yar. Neymar, however, points out that one thing is certain. Babin Yar will be remembered in Ukraine. In the wake of Ukrainian independence in 1991, the Orange Revolution of 2004, and the Euromaidan demonstrations of the winter of 2013-14, Ukrainians and Jews have linked arms to honor those who have perished at the hands of the Nazis during the war. Babin Yar unites their common grief and inspires common hopes for amity, justice, and truth. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. From the eastern seaboard of the United States, that was Olya from her CD's Hadai, and that means Remember Me, and the song was called Lubish Chinalubish, Do You Love Me or Not? 
Coming up next, more of her compatriots, Darka and Slavko, a bit of a blast from the past. Here they are now with a song about something that we're seeing a lot these days in the Northern Hemisphere, Chornobrevci, Marigolds. Slušajte ukrajinsko radio programu Naš holos na bahatomovnej radio stanciji AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri.
Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. Russian-backed separatist forces continue shelling the town of Avdiivka in Donetsk region. According to Ukraine's intelligence service, the terrorists violated ceasefire regime 57 times during the night, aiming their mortars mainly at Avdiivka industrial zone. In the direction of Mariupol, the towns of Shirokina and Lebedivka were also attacked. According to the ATO press office, the Russian-backed separatists are armed with self-propelled guns of 152 centimeters caliber. As stated in the Minsk protocol, such kind of weapon is to be withdrawn from borderline. Russian aggression may be proven. The non-profit organization, the International Partnership for Human Rights, has prepared a report on heavy shellings in Luhansk region in eastern Ukraine. According to the document, the villages of Kolesnikivka, Komishne, Milove and Pobeda were shelled from Russian territories. This in turn means the conflict is international, despite Russia's efforts to present it as a problem of Ukraine's inner policy. The authors of the research insist they have enough proof that Russian regular armed forces illegally crossed the border to assist their Russian-backed separatist forces. For more evidence, the organization members refer to numerous eyewitness interrogations and field inquiries. The report is said to be presented in Kyiv. After a while, the text with the proofs of Russian aggression will be sent to Hague. Ukrainian soldiers demonstrated that they can go forward having no casualties. Eight enemy prisoners near the city of Mariupol is the largest military success of the Ukrainian army since the beginning of 2016. Prisoners' eyes show doomness and fear is taking over them. They are unsure about their own future because they expect the same treatment they give to Ukrainian prisoners. However, their expectations don't meet the reality. We don't eat kids. Everything will be good. Bloodthirsty Ukrainians, as militants often refer to Ukrainian military, give water and cigarettes to prisoners, and they are polite with them. Prisoners are sent to the front line one by one. This is a finale of one of the most successful operations of Ukrainian soldiers. It started a couple of days ago, with a thorough elaboration of every step. However, details played a more important role. For example, the soldier's military uniform, who was the first to enter military stronghold. I came inside with the gun. They were wearing a separatist uniform. So was I. And I started, why are you diggers here? And they were at a loss. Before that operation, militants started an intense fire of the village of Shirokina once again. And during the mess up, they built several strongholds around the village right in the gray zone. They quickly mobilized locals to be on duty at their newly established positions. Militant forces wanted to hide behind the OSCE even in the new story with captives. Eduard Basurin, one of the leaders of the so-called Donetsk People's Republic, explains enemies' new strongholds in the grain withdrawal zone with the agreement with international observers. Army engineering units of the Donetsk People's Republic was conducting a regular mine clearance in coordination with the OSCE mission. The organization's representative claimed that militant forces' statement is a disinformation Militant gang formations have almost no opportunity to take revenge for the captives if Ukraine's armed forces are united and proactive in protecting Ukrainian territorial integrity. Judged and sentenced by default. This is how the leaders of the self-proclaimed Luhansk People's Republic are said to be responsible for the crash of military aircraft IL-76 of the Ukrainian Air Force. Two years ago, on 14th of June 2014, Russian-backed separatist forces downed the plane with anti-aircraft missile, killing 49 people on board. Then-leader of terrorist battalion Zarya and current leader of self-proclaimed Luhansk People's Republic Igor Plutnitsky and his deputy chief are declared as suspected criminals involved in the attack. Ukraine's secret service is said to declare its suspicion by default, that is, publishing the document on their official website, as well as printing it in the newspaper Governmental Courier, a daily edition covering Ukraine's executive branch affairs. 
According to the Ukrainian Criminal Code, everyone involved in the terrorist attack may be sentenced to life imprisonment if proven guilty. Apart from Russian-backed separatists, Ukraine's chief of the general staff, Viktor Nazarov, is also charged with duty negligence. In particular, he is said to have sent the plane to the dangerous zone, despite knowing about the terrorist ambush. Ukraine will never let the current leaders of Russian-backed separatists rule the Donbass region, even in case they are officially elected. This is according to Ukraine's foreign minister Pavlo Klimkin, who is currently holding a meeting with his Norwegian counterpart. Kyiv is ready to fully implement the Minsk agreements, stresses Klimkin, but only after Russia withdraws its troops and heavy weapon, along with returning total border control to Ukrainian border guards. The first issue to fulfill, insists Ukraine's minister, is the immediate ceasefire and releasing the prisoners. After the Minsk agreements are fully implemented, says Klimkin, Ukraine will conduct the local elections on the free territories of Donbass region. The process is to be controlled by Ukrainian authorities and OSCE, with no Russian intrusion into Ukraine's inner policy. On having gained the special status, the regions of Donetsk and Luhansk are said to be governed by Ukrainian citizens, according to Ukrainian laws, with no influence from Kremlin. If we conduct the elections right here, right now, we will simply legitimize those who are currently in power on the occupied territories of Donbass region. This means we will recognize the Russian-backed separatists as official authorities, thus accepting the conditions Russia desperately tries to impose. Ukraine's military prosecutor Konstantin Kulik has been discharged from office after the country's anti-corruption bureau had accused him of unjust enrichment. The agency claims during five years in office, Kulik has bought over $200,000 worth of cars and flats with the overall earnings of only 65000 The investigators also say he was seen driving an off-roader belonging to the father of a Kharkiv terrorist group leader. A court hearing about Kulik's case is ongoing. The prosecution asks for home arrest, electronic bracelet and discharge from office. Ukrainian Ember Mafia members have become real film stars. Ukraine's Secret Service published a video record of seizing the precious stones, with further arresting the leaders of the criminal group in the Rivne region, that is Western Ukraine. One of the four detainees is the deputy prosecutor of Rivne region, Andriy Borovik. The others are said to be his accomplices. Except for the sex with Amber, the police officers found jewelry and numerous watches. The seized belongings estimate in total several hundreds of thousands U.S. dollars. Ukraine's chief prosecutor Yuri Lutsenko already announced the radical changes in Rivne office of the public prosecutor. Meanwhile, Borovik and others suspected have been already transferred to Kyiv. Olosevsky District Court is supposed to choose the preventive punishment. U.S. State Secretary John Kerry arrived in Kyiv. Having landed in Ukrainian capital at about midday, the head of the U.S. diplomacy headed to the administration of President of Ukraine. John Kerry's visit to Ukraine comes a day before NATO summit in Warsaw. Just a day ago, he visited Georgia and Tbilisi. Tomorrow, Kerry is set to accompany U.S. President Barack Obama at the summit in Poland. Ukraine's President Petro Poroshenko is also supposed to visit the NATO gathering. Before that, both officials discussed the implementation of the Minsk agreements. Apart from talking to Poroshenko, John Kerry is set to meet with high-ranked Ukrainian officials, in particular with Prime Minister Volodymyr Hroisman, Foreign Minister Pavlo Klimkin and Parliament Speaker Andriy Porubi. Volyn massacre must be recognized as genocide of Polish people. The Upper House of Poland's parliament adopted a resolution on mass ethnic cleansing of Poles in western Ukraine during the Second World War. The senators stress, in particular, the 11th of July is to be named as the National Day of Genocide committed by Ukrainian nationalists against the citizens of the Second Polish Republic. The resolution was supported by predominant majority, that is 60 votes for against 23 opponents. According to the official historical data, 100,000 Poles died during the Volyn massacre. Ukrainian historians in turn insist their compatriots also died. 
Therefore, the tragedy is to remain under the same notion, but not to be renamed as a conscious crime against the Polish nation. Ukraine's foreign ministry is reluctant to comment the issue. It's a very sensitive issue to speculate on. I would like to stress once more it's crucial to avoid any political context in discussing the Valin tragedy. Let the historian do their work, leaving out the tough political struggle. I wish everyone should wait for the situation to develop. Two years of liberty. Eastern cities of Slovyansk and Kramatorsk in Donetsk region celebrate the day Ukrainian army expelled their Russian-backed separatist forces out. The soldiers of Ukrainian National Guard have been fighting for Slovyansk and Kramatorsk for nearly three months. After numerous battles and heavy human losses, the residents finally witnessed a blue and yellow Ukrainian national flag waving over the city administrative buildings. Nowadays, many of them are still frightened by the evil deeds of the Russian-backed separatists and the regime of the so-called Donetsk People's Republic. The locals keep on saying, since 2014, the 5th of July has become a holiday for them. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv.
Winnipeg, Manitoba, that was the Tauteschuk sisters from their CD Domeli Zusrici till we meet again and Oyupoli Krinichinka by the well. Before them was Hamalia from the United States, originally from Ukraine, and that song was Hamalia. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. Channel 8 Omni airs two Ukrainian-language TV shows in the Vancouver viewing area, Kontakt TV Sundays at 7 a.m., with repeats Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 a.m., and Forum TV Sundays at 8 a.m., with repeats on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 12 noon. And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholus Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nasholus and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nasholus.com. Embrace the Ukrainian culture, music, food, and dancing at the 51st Annual Canada's National Ukrainian Festival, July 29th to 31st, Dauphin, Manitoba. Purchase your weekend pass right now for only $95. If you wait, you'll pay more at the gates. Day passes and camping passes also available. Call toll-free 1-877-474-2683. For more info, visit cnuf.ca and like CNUF on Facebook. One of the many fabulous polka bands that will be at Canada's National Ukrainian Festival in Dauphin at the end of this month. And that was the By Request Band from their CD Ukrainian Boys Gone Wild and the Honeysuckle Waltz.
Up next, another group that will be at the festival, and this is a group that pretty much is an institution at in Dauphin. They are called the Ukrainian Old Timers. They've been uh, entertaining festival goers for decades now, and uh, they're still growing strong. Here they are from uh, one of their many, many CDs. This is uh, a CD called Zabava Time, and here they are with the Heel and Toe Polka. in Ukrainian programming, tune in to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show here in Vancouver, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1320 CHMB and streaming online at am1320.com, live in Nanaimo Wednesdays at 11 a.m. on CHLY 101.7 FM and online at chly.ca. And the international edition of Nasholos, which airs in over 20 countries on AM, FM and shortwave radio on the PCJ Radio Network. Online, you can visit us at www.nasholos.com Holos.com. You can get links there to all three podcasts and more. And our proverb of the week translates as the time of one's death is something no one wants to know. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, the Canadian Rhythm Masters from Winnipeg and the Great Plains, Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich!
love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.